Welcome to Reconnect with Plant Wisdom. I'm your host, Tigrila Gardenia, nature-inspired mentor and leadership coach. In this podcast, I share ancient and modern knowledge from biology to spirituality about the wondrous ways in which plants can help you lead a naturally conscious life. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to episode nine. Today, we are going to be talking about finding your true nature. Now, this comes from a special request. I get this question often. I get the question specifically around my journey to finding my true nature, but really, what does it take to find your true nature? What does it mean to actually live a naturally conscious life? And what's the role of the plants in all this? How is it that we could work closer with plants in order to find and live our true nature? So I want to start off by being really, really honest with you. I am probably the most positive, negative person that you will ever meet. I always say this. I say this time and time again, that if I ever wrote a book, my autobiography, that would be the first line, right? That I am the most positive, negative person that I know. And I say this because honestly, when I look into who I am from the perspective of the way that the culture or society would imagine me to be, I really am kind of a negative looking person. I'm kind of a half, a a glass half empty sort of person. And for most of my life, especially those teenage years, going even into my 20s when I first started working in the corporate environment, this was um, a major problem for me. I mean, I have spent the largest part of my life thinking that I was supposed to transform, eliminate, get rid of, you know, all those words that we use use around the the idea of negativity or being a negative person. And it was um, really the plants that helped me change that point of view. But before I get there, I just kind of want to give you a little bit of information and history about that. And what do I actually mean by the idea of being a negative person? Negative person for me, and the reason why I identify in that way is because I tend to see the flaws first. I tend to be somebody who's relatively critical in nature. I tend to look at somebody who um, whenever I'm talking to somebody and I'm thinking about him from a business perspective or even sometimes friendships, I tend to look at what are the things that could be improved? What are the things that are, are difficult? That has been the kind of way that I grew up. And um, even from a language perspective, uh, in my experience, my first language is actually Spanish. And in Spanish, we similar to Italian too. Now we tend to build our sentences in negatives. We, we build them in negative constructs, which we do do in English too. But I think in English, it's a little bit easier for us to convert them into something positive. So for example, it's like, uh, didn't you go to the movies last night rather than did you go to the movies last night? And so as you see, um, these kind of like, uh, why didn't this happen? Or, you know, it's always kind of looking at stuff as if it's coming from the perspective of this is going to go negative and therefore you have to um, prove to me that it's going into the positive. And this is the way I lived much of my life. As you can imagine, it created a lot of problems for me. Um, I kept, you know, judging myself. I kept thinking about myself in all these different ways. And I had tried everything. I mean, remember, I'm a, I'm a relatively spiritual person. I've been a Kabbalist and a, and a teacher for many years. And so I put a lot of my tools to work, which helped a lot. Really, it did. But I could feel that something still wasn't um, true to myself. Like, 
I kept trying to change this aspect of myself and I would use, you know, ritual work and, and I did get better. I mean, I have to admit that I, I did realize some of the things that were pure judgment and that were coming from my own fears that were coming from my own lacks, my own, uh, under non-understanding of how I could really create in the world. And therefore I could give it, I was giving things a negative view from that, but it wasn't all that. I mean, in reality, I was critical and I was a critical thinker. I still am a very critical thinker. I am somebody who goes really deep into topics I really like to explore. And I have a wide breadth of knowledge and information that comes from being that multi-passionate, you know, multi-potentialite. So it's easy for me to grasp topics and therefore to not just stay on the surface of them, but to go deeper into them and to try to understand what do these topics actually really mean? What does a subject matter mean on a global perspective? And here is where the plants come in and where it really changes to the way that I kind of thought I was supposed to be to what my true nature truly is and what it felt like to step into that authenticity and what Honestly, I, I take a lot of my clients through um, this. Um, it's not really a process. It's more of, a, of an understanding of who you really are. So let's start with the idea of whatever situation that you're currently in, right? Our thinking is that the opposite of being a negative person is to be a positive person, right? The idea is that I'm supposed to look at everything and be like, wow, and stars, and this is fantastic. And I'm supposed to sit at that wavelength. The problem is that when you sit at that wavelength all the time, besides the fact that for me, that's exhausting, I'm just not that person. Um, I'm, I'm a very enthusiastic person about stuff I'm enthusiastic about. If I'm not enthusiastic about it, I'm sorry, I can't fake it. Um, but really more than anything is that that is not necessarily the opposite of, or basically saying the positive of being a negative person is not being positive all the freaking time. That's not how it works. That critical nature of myself, at some point, I had to realize that that critical nature was given to me. That was one of my talents. That was something that I actually made me an amazing critical thinker and the ability for me to be really great at a certain types of roles. So uh, I'm skipping ahead. Okay, let me go back. See, I keep skipping ahead because I get really excited about who I am today and who you know who you can become today. And then I keep forgetting that there was this whole like, series of, you know, I don't know, lifetime that I had to work through this. But when we're thinking about negativity, we have to break down that term. And this is, I think, what really helped me understand where the plants helped me take that last piece that I couldn't seem to go into. I couldn't seem to to go past a certain point. I got to the place where I would, yes, see people or see situations for their negative context. And then immediately I could see the positive context. So I don't know, I was working on a project and I could see the points of failures, but I could also see all of the places that we had put things in place for. And this was already a huge step. You know, I had trained my mind to be able to see the negative part first and then move past it. And but there was still this piece of it that kept coming up for me that kept kind of, I would say, falling into it. There was a part of it that was connected to 
the aspect that I wasn't really dealing with where that negativity came from. I wasn't trying to understand that negativity. I was just trying to get rid of it and trying to get rid of anything doesn't work. It's just not the way we should do things. So the idea of you'll hear me use the word evolution rather than transformation or release or letting go of, um, because I don't actually believe that a characteristic that I was born with, a characteristic that is a central part of how my mind works could all be bad. And I think that that's the thing. I was looking at criticism as a negative, bad trait, as a limiting belief, as a way of holding myself back rather than asking myself a different question. And here is where the plants really helped me. When I started to study biomimicry, for example, and I started to really look at ecosystem services and understand how plants operate within an ecosystem, it was clear to me that not just plants, but the ecosystem in, in general, if you, if you take a step back and you look at the entire natural landscape, we have these roles. And all of these roles are important. All of these roles are super necessary in order for the ecosystem to work well. So for example, you do have you know, uh, the photosynthesis that happens. So what would kind of probably consider a positive, right? You take sunlight, the, the plant takes sunlight, turns that sunlight into carbohydrates and turns it into an energy source and then feeds out all these other beings with that nutrition. So that's how that plant nourishes its system. But the plant also does a whole series of things that are around cleaning up, right? taking in what we, from a human perspective, consider to be negative emotions, what we consider to be negative things. So the idea of cleaning up and taking stuff that is waste from humans and producing something positive, being able to filter it. So if we think about, for example, willow trees that are placed near runoff um, be between an agricultural part and a river, for example, and those willow trees pick up a lot of what is the agricultural runoff, horrible thing, other subject altogether, but picks a lot of this up and creates and purifies that purifies the water that's running down, purifies the soil in order to ensure that you don't have spill off going into the river because the river can't do this. So here is a, a plant doing something that seems to be negative in the perspective of taking in crap, taking in really negative stuff, or like uh, many of the stuff that things that we throw out into our compost, for example, that gets then decomposed by a series of decomposers in order to turn it into something positive for the overall environment. And I started to study these decomposers, these uh, traits that seem to be taking in or expressing what might be considered bad, and then transforming that into something good. And I realized that my problem was not the fact that I was looking at things with a critical eye, except when judgment comes in, because when I was looking at it from a place of judgment, I was approaching it from a place of fear or lack or all these other things. And so that became very clear as 
oh, wait a minute, that is not me using my negative characteristic of criticism or of being able to look at things with a critical eye. And I keep using this word critical because it is a word that has gotten negative attention when being a critic, being critical can actually be extremely empowering and really positive. So I'm using this word because it's an important word for us to start to um to come up with a new way of thinking about it, to, to give it, to redefine it, to reframe it. So these criticalness, when it's, when it's fed by um, lack and fear and things like that, sure, that's destructive. And most of the time, most, and notice I'm saying most, that is something that is not really going to serve. But being critical and even breaking things down is not always bad. Because if it's coming from a place of wanting to create a better ecosystem, then that criticalness is actually extremely important. It is like the decomposer of an environment, a decomposer like an earthworm that eats up everything that is garbage and produces from that garbage something that is extremely nourishing. And so a critique can actually be extremely nourishing if you take it in, you work it, and you put out a solution for it. So what I discovered is that my negative traits that I kept really not wanting to look at and push away and get rid of it was actually one of my biggest strengths, my ability to critically see situations, to go deep under the surface, to understand what is happening at a different level in a way of detachment. So again, I had to work through my own, anything that was relating to fear or lack or other places. And we're gonna talk about that going forward in the podcast. I have a few episodes that I really wanna talk about those types of things, things like fear and lack and those perspective from again, an ecosystem side of view, from looking at it as how a plant would approach it but really, when we're trying to think about the perspective of being critical or of being a decomposer, somebody who breaks things down, that's not always bad. On the contrary, it can be extremely useful and is absolutely necessary because without those decomposers, we don't actually have a recycling of the soil. So one of the things that the plants really helped me understand was that First, there is no, well, let me give you a list of things because one of them is that there is no such thing as a negative trait. There really isn't something that is about you, some part of you that you need to get rid of. On the contrary, what I, what I needed to do and what you need to do in general is learn what is the usefulness. Where are the scenarios where that particular trait is actually useful to you? Where is it that that trait becomes something that is um, not just of use for you, but where when you put it into application for the greater good, creates things that other people need and can serve. My ability to see with a critical eye is really great when I have somebody and I'm working on a project with somebody who's super over enthusiastic, because if that person is all with the enthusiasm, which is great, and a visionary who can see kind of things in, you know, what's coming next, then my job in that particular situation is to be the person that comes and takes that and starts applying it to real world scenarios and finds the flaws and the points where I can actually use it 
or how it can be implemented, or more importantly, how it can even be improved. So it is a critical role that helps in the creation of something completely new. Hope that makes sense. Have you been thinking about getting a Music of the Plants device for your home so you can listen to all of your plants, both inside and outside? Then I know exactly where you should go. You should go to www.tigriacardenia.com slash music of the plants, all one word. Don't worry, I've written it out for you. And there you can see the U1 device, which is the standalone device that sits on your shelf at home. You can also see the Bamboo M device, which will allow you to change the sounds, the, the scale that you use and so many different aspects. And you'll also see the new Ginkgo device. So if you've been wanting to listen to your own plants and create your own plant music healing, go to www.tigriagardenia.com slash music of the plants. Enjoy. So really what is important to recognize is that once you start to look at yourself as an ecosystem or as a, as a component, as a part of an ecosystem, you really recognize that every single part of you has its place. You have to learn when to use it. So what is the appropriate time for me to turn that critical nature of myself on? How much of it to use? What is the appropriate dosage? What is the appropriate amount of that criticism that is good for the overall project that I'm working on or the group that I'm working with without going so far? Because again, even a decomposer, if they end up really going beyond the scope of what they are transforming, they actually could create an imbalance in the overall atmosphere and the overall um, ecosystem in which they're working. So the dosage is really important. And so understanding when to use it, how much of it to use, and also how to apply it. Because one thing is, for example, um, there are moments where it might be important for you to be more severe, talking about my own criticism, right? Because maybe uh, the project is really going, let's assume a project, I'm going really far the line, I'm about to make a really catastrophic mistake, I need to really be severe in what I'm saying, where in other cases, we might be at the beginning, and it's better to be a little bit more light and play it piece by piece. So that negativity or that criticism part of you, when you learn how, when to use it, how much of it to use, and also how to apply it to the given situation. Remember from a plant's perspective, one of the most important traits that we always learn is to adapt to the current conditions. And the current conditions will help you understand how much and exactly how for you to apply what seems to be a very negative trait, but in reality is extremely useful. So today I consider my negativity most of the time, because I have to admit that again, the sort of fear-based side might come up every once in a while, or I might not dose it outright. I might be harsher than I need to be, or I need to be really light because I'm actually afraid of hurting somebody's feelings. Those are the human conditions that I still have to work through and that I do work through on a regular basis. Anybody who's ever worked with me on a project knows that I have my moments when I flip out and uh, the whole thing goes out of balance. But in general, I can always take a step back and like think about it as saying, what would a plant do in this particular case? And more importantly, even what would a plant 
not do? When is it that this is not the appropriate time for me to use this? When is it, what is the appropriate measure? If you remember from a biomimicry perspective, when you've heard me talk about this, we look at the natural world, for me, obviously plants, as, as mentor, as model, but also as measure. Measuring out and helping you see when do you use something. So model is in how do you apply it. Mentor really as when do you apply it. And the measure, how much of it do I apply? And when you really start to step into this, you will understand that your true nature is all of the characteristics that you have. All of the belief systems that you have are all connected to you. You need to think about these three parts. And this is why, if you remember going back to the first few episodes, the liberation of your conditioning is so important because the only way you can get to this and really get to your true nature and the way you're supposed to apply your specific characteristics even if they seem negative, is to liberate yourself from the way that society thinks you're supposed to use these characteristics. To release from that, in that case, I will say release, but to, to evolve past somebody else's definition in order for you to be adaptable to the current situation so that you could apply that mentor, measure, and model the mentor as in when do i use this the measure how much of it do i use and the model how exactly does that apply to this particular circumstance hopefully that's been useful i'd love to hear your comments so please let me know what you're thinking you can either let me know in the naturally conscious community which i'll put into the comments or you can contact me directly i want to hear what your kind of difficulty is right now? What is that negative trait, that limiting belief, that characteristic that you are working through that you have tried time and time again to liberate yourself and yet you haven't been able to? And of course, like I said, the secret is you're not supposed to liberate yourself from it at all. You're supposed to learn how to use it. But that's another term. We'll get there. We'll get there. So I want to hear, first of all, what is this characteristic? What is it that you're working through? And let's see how we can put it into this different plant perspective and see what comes out the other side. What happens when you ask yourself, what if that characteristic could be useful? How could it be useful to me? And what circumstances could it be useful? And how could it be applied in a way that creates something better? than where I am. Talk soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Reconnect with Plant Wisdom. Intro and outro music by Steve Shuley and Poinsettia from The Singing Life of Plants. So join me, Tigrila Gardenia, and my plant collaborators next time on Reconnect with Plant Wisdom.